This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is one that I actually released by mistake already. It is a episode that I recorded back in February before launching No Starving Artist podcast, and I've been delaying and postponing its publishing for a long time, and so I just set the publishing date for sometime in December, didn't think about it, and then it released. So if some of you have heard it, I'm sorry. I would like to share it, however, because I've improved This podcast has improved my ability to deliver and speak more clearly and with more energy, with less ums, has been a steady improvement. And so you can witness that. I love to give transparency on my creative journey, not because I'm particularly shameless, but I think the education and the transparency is valuable to you all. So this episode was pre-pandemic it was after doing a public speaking event at Clive Davis Institute of Music it's part of NYU I was speaking to a classroom of students and had such a positive interaction I had some small takeaways as I was on a panel with music industry experts one on the legal side so one of my takeaways that is small is relating to music publishing more specifically but I think if you're any kind of creative It's helpful to understand how you should license and think about your business, your music and creativity as a business. And then another small takeaway relating to marketing, which is from me. Then I have the large takeaway, which is the focus of this podcast episode, the most underrated source of wisdom. In this episode, there's more reflection questions. It moves at a bit of a slower pace, but I hope you enjoy nonetheless. Recently, I headed to downtown Brooklyn to speak on a panel at the Clive Institute of Music, which is part of NYU Tisch, to a classroom actually of high school students who are participating in this program called the Future Music Moguls. And it's a really special program because it offers students in the tri-state area on Saturdays to come into the city and learn from industry professionals and learn from learn from teachers who have a lot of insight into the industry as artists themselves. It was really amazing to see the kinds of kids that came to this. They mainly prioritize students from low socioeconomic backgrounds who otherwise wouldn't have access to an opportunity like this. And the classroom was really diverse. It was skewed more female than male. It looked incredible and nothing like the internals of the music industry if I'm honest but the performers you know um, it was a mix in the classroom as far as people who wanted to be on stage and people who wanted to be behind the scenes yeah I just felt really grateful to be a part of that I got there a little bit early and had an opportunity to speak to the kids on my own I've been speaking to classrooms a lot remotely um, and doing speaking and entering classrooms and and having um moments like that but it's really different to be in a space and so 
I loved it. Um, so I was invited in to speak on a panel with two other men. Um, and one worked at Spotify and one worked as an executive at Warner Music. Our moderator was amazing and he's actually one of the professors for the semester. And so with this experience, I had a lot that I learned and I have small takeaways that I want to share and I have a big takeaway, which is the actual theme around the most underrated source of wisdom. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays. Wisdom Drop Wednesdays. For those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So I'd like to think of myself as a really good brand expert, but there's a lot that I learned in sitting there and there's a lot from the wisdom of the other two men who joined me that I picked up on. And so this was my biggest of the small takeaways. The biggest small takeaway was to treat your creativity as valuable from the start. So the context of us being there and speaking to the classroom of students was to give them perspective on the future of music streaming and the future of the music industry. Because they're just in high school, they things are going to change significantly um, over the next few years, and it's going to be different for them than it was when we started, when we each started, and there's decades between me um, and the folks next to me. And so really cool to kind of land on this small takeaway of treat your creativity as valuable from the start, because this is something that's a truth, no matter when you're starting and how you're starting and where you're starting. If you're creating anything, it doesn't mean that you can't have fun with it. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't play around and fuck around and enjoy yourself, but it means also that when you're sharing your work, you're sharing value. And so a reflection question to think about here is, when are you creating and doing it just for play and for fun? When are you creating and taking it very seriously? When are you creating and sharing? What are you creating for yourself? And what are you creating for others? As I mentioned, I learned a lot. Um, and when it comes to that small takeaway, treat your creativity as valuable from the start, this was really kind of dissected into two parts. The legal part, which I'll start explaining a little bit, and the brand part, which I know a little better, <laughs> a lot better. So on the legal part, I obviously learned from a man there, and I think you should take the time to educate yourself, go onto the internet and find different resources I was looking at musicindustryhowto.com and found it pretty good and digestible, especially for beginners like myself, to learn the ins and outs of licensing. Um, so who gets paid and how do they get paid? Who owns what? And what is a license exactly? And so I think the most important pieces 
for me to share as a non-expert here is that you should definitely license your music if you haven't. Um, And so a license is really just a legal documented permission to use your intellectual property given a purpose um, during a set period of time. And so um, the terms of a license will usually be broken into um, three parts, what the terms are, so how much time it'll be used, but your music shouldn't be used forever. You should have really clear terms as far as what the date is, how long um, people would have permission to use it for. It might be a year, five years. Um, everything is negotiable. What territories is the second part. What territories can it be used in? So this might be fine in the U.S., but it'd be different if it was international and global or in different regions and countries. And so those are terms that also should be included. Um, And then what media it can be used for. So you should be able to receive payment um, if it appears on things outside of what you initially agreed in your term. Um, and even for your terms, you should be paid for that. And so the types of you should, the types of media might be, you know, TV, it might be commercial, it might be internet projects that are digital and paid. And with each of those, um, things would be different as far as your payment. And so hopefully you can just take the time to better understand the ins and outs of music licensing, um, there are usually three payments within each license. You will be paid for a master sync fee, um, and that's usually collected by the owner and the recording label. You'd be receiving a publishing sync fee to be collected by whoever is the song writer, owner, or the music publisher, and then performance royalties. If you're performing that music anywhere, you'd be collecting money. Um, as would your song publishers. And so um, it's not worth me getting into too much nitty-gritty. If you're a music artist, this particularly pertains to you. But if you're any kind of artist, you should be thinking about the intellectual property that you are sharing with the world um, and how it is of value and making sure that you're being compensated or you're set up to be compensated for when you do share. So the part that I can talk a little bit more about, thankfully, is around branding. And so when it comes to creating or treating your creativity as valuable from the start, this is really important and this is something anybody can kind of start to do the legal side of actually establishing your brand and going through the process of becoming an LLC and everything else is not necessarily, it's not necessarily necessary. Um, but recognizing yourself as a brand and yourself as not just an artist or a creator or creative person, but a brand is quite important because one, once you're sharing something, Um, that's coming from you. It's not your identity, right? It's a development that's reflective of your identity, but it's not you. And it's something of value. And so things to think about is similar to a brand, what do you stand for? Right? Another question to reflect on is what kind of people do you want to be attracted to this? What people are, have it historically been, you know, gravitated towards whatever you're producing? That's a good 
um, insight to look at. That would usually be called within marketing your target demographic. Who's your target consumer demographic for this that you're sharing out into the world? What do you stand for? And then more broadly, what's your mission? And so you can even write this down. A lot of the big iconic brands that we see out there have mission statements and they continue to evolve their mission statements over time. It doesn't have to be fixed, but it's worth having one. You can even think about naming. What is this thing that I'm putting out into the world? What is, what's the name of it? What's a name that resonates with both my values and my mission? Um, think about that. Think about how your brand and naming can be used across different mediums, if it makes sense. Is it understandable for your local market, but is it not understandable for a global market? Think about it. Um, but also like coming back to that sense of play, this is, this is the stage at which when you're looking at your branding and stuff, it's the stage at which you're thinking about sharing things. I think there's value in creating stuff that's just for you at the end of the day too. Or you can start by just pretending that everything is just for you and then, you know, coax yourself to a point where you know it's going out into the world. But start with you in mind first. You know, start with yourself. If you can validate your creations and you feel good about them, they're bringing you joy then. the You know, I can only imagine that they'll help bring that same joy for others. On marketing resources, there's actually so many um, out there. And there's no bad advice. You really kind of have to sift through and pick out what makes most sense based on what you're doing um, because people will be sharing advice that's specific to their experiences um, and you are the only person who can validate what's working for your business or your creations or your art and why. So that leads me into the biggest lesson um, or focus of this podcast the most underrated source of wisdom. And so for me, this became clear to me and I'll share it in two parts. Um, I absolutely love mentoring kids. It is a big source of joy for me and I've gone into it during periods when I wasn't fully confident in all that I had to share. Um, and I've had amazing mentor opportunities in the last year with the by girls, mentoring girls who are interested in entering a career in STEM or tech. Um, and through Dream Makers, which is me, you know, kind of like video conferencing into classrooms of different students from across the country here in the U.S. who are interested in different aspects of my career. Maybe some are classrooms of kids who are focused on music production. Some are classrooms of kids who are learning around storytelling and, and how to get better at that. And each time it's been hugely valuable for me to see the kids start from this place of cautious and kind of feeling you out to really warming up and to really getting to a place where they're asking you insightful questions, they're excited. And not only are they asking questions, they're saying the most brilliant things. Um, so I've found in my experience that it's been my mentees that are giving me 
a shit ton of wisdom and there's and in speaking to them and thinking that I'm this mentor and I'm offering something um I'm learning a world and a host of information so one of my biggest takeaways from this experience of speaking to this classroom of students at NYU and seeing where their minds were at and and where they were at as far as generationally and and perspective wise there's a world a so undervalued host of wisdom in our youth um and in in younger people in general and kids you can mentor kids you can have a kid you can you know be a parent if you babysit kids or anything you'll learn they do the most amazing things they say the most amazing things um i think there's a level to which when you're younger and life hasn't jaded you so much there is this honest sense of truth that you carry around full time um where you know kids are obviously like socialized and conditioned in in many of the ways that we are as adults but um but I see it less you know like I definitely see so much earnest intention there's a lot more transparency um, and beauty in some of the things they share. And so take time on your own time and, you know, find out, spend some time with kids and you'll see it and, and observe it even in their behaviors. A lot of the truth, um, the truth that I'm speaking about. And the second kind of point that ties into why kids are such this underrated source of wisdom is because they force you to go deeper with yourself. So what I find really refreshing in speaking to kids is um, I say things that I should be saying to myself. I give advice um, that I need to take my myself and get more serious about, right? Because sometimes we don't speak to ourselves with the greatest level of compassion. But to kids, hopefully we do, right? Um we're not as forgiving to ourselves as we should be. Are you forgiving to yourself? I know that I could be better. And with kids, when I speak to them, I'm really forgiving. And I see and I believe that they're, I speak to them almost as if they're like a blank slate. And I know that they have so much room for potential and for change and to improve over time. There's this huge level of optimism that I had towards their future that I should also apply back to the way that I view myself, where I'm not like, oh, the ship has sailed. I'm not, you know, reminiscent and nostalgic for the past and feeling like I should have, you know, done this and carrying all this baggage um, and and disappointment and, and feel bruised and whatnot. Like, I'm, I should be speaking to myself with a lot more optimism around my future and the potential there um and I came home and I took out my braids and I was listening to this podcast acting real with Kat Foster and there's this episode with Michaela Watkins who's talking about her experience doing improv comedy and this is an experience I had with improv too it finally allows you to play it really allows you to be a kid and one of the rules outside of yes and in a comedy show is is the f- 
forcing function of going deeper. Whenever you're challenged in a scene, um, you know, and you feel like there's nothing left that you can say, that's the exact moment to go deeper and get real with yourself. And so I trained in improv for about three years between two schools. And what I loved about it is that vulnerability. You have opportunity to really trust in your partners within the scenes that you're in. You have to develop these relationships very quickly. And to do that, you have to go deep. And you have to unpack. Um, And there's this moment that is explained in the podcast where she's basically like feeling paralyzed on stage because it's seven minutes or or 15 minutes into this hour-long improv show that's just a two-man long-form set with her and her partner and she's stumped and she has absolutely nothing to say and the crowd doesn't you know they don't know what to expect they know it's improv and but at that moment, she literally just had to to ask her partner a question and be like, have you ever felt lonely? And he was like, what? Lonely? I love this part. You should just listen to the podcast. And she's like, yeah, have you ever felt lonely? And he's like, are you asking me if I've ever felt lonely? And then he goes into it, like 15, 20-minute monologue about loneliness and pain and suffering and and that's the beauty of improv is we can pull from a real place and there's parts of it that are improvised but a lot of it is lived experience a lot of it is is getting down to the truth um but are we willing to examine our truths more deeply right we can offer advice to a kid and be like you're going to be amazing if you dedicate yourself really and truly to those things that bring you joy and that you love. You'll never work a day in your life if you, you know, if we can say all these things to kids, but we can't say it to ourselves. And what is that? So ask yourself, you know, what do you want? What do you really want? Why do you want it? When do you want it? I really believe in the power of manifestation and getting really clear. And sometimes we have to ask ourselves these questions repeatedly. I love this statement of start with your why. Why do you want to do what you want to do? Why is it going to help the world? Why do you, you know, why, why, why? And kind of going down that amazing rabbit hole and asking yourselves enough until you're dried out. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Um, And that's good. My main question right now is, what do I want to do with my life? What, What do I want to feel? How do I want to feel each day? These are questions we can all ask ourselves. What, what do we really want in life? How do we want to feel each day? Because I think with that, with questions like that, we'll get steps and steps closer to really being honest with ourselves in the way that we're honest when we speak to kids, right? And we believe in them, the depth and the way in which we believe in them and their future and their potential. It's a really beautiful thing. 
and it's something that we can spend more time on personally. So the most underrated source of wisdom is is maybe you. You know, it's children, but it's also within you. So twofold. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful to be along this creative journey with you. If you've been enjoying this podcast, getting value from this podcast, please, your donation would be so appreciated. You can donate at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash support. That link is included in the show notes. As you may have experienced, this podcast episode was quite different than where we have last left off. Thankfully, I've improved as a public speaker, I think, or as a podcast host, and maybe I've also improved my editing skills. So I hope that was observed. I hope that you know that you're capable of continuing to improve over time after dedicating yourself to something consistently, and we are all expansive beings and continuing along our journeys. So grateful to have you as a listener. You can follow me at Anissa Benitez on Instagram, Follow the wisdom of many thriving women and non-binary people who are creatives at morebyherd.com. You are no starving artist. I'm so grateful to be learning and growing and evolving with you. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm.